Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio for this Tuesday, September the 7th, 2021. We thank you for listening to AFR. Uh, Fred Jackson joins me, Tim Wildman. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Happy day after Monday. Yes. (laughs) Labor Day it was yesterday. Wonderful. And Chris, how you doing, Brother Chris? I'm well. Thank you very much. Chris, uh, last name, please. Woodward. Yes. No relation to Bob. Yes. No relation to Bob. Yeah, the lawyer makes me say that now. <laughs> well, uh, we thank you, everybody, for listening to AFR. we got a lot to talk about today on the program. Steve Jordahl will be with us next half hour. Also, excuse me, next hour, Frank Turek will be with us in just a few minutes, mm-hmm. and Sandy Rios at the bottom of the hour. So a lot of great guests coming up, uh, and uh, we got much, much to talk about. Do you enjoy your holiday weekend wonderful we did a yard sale on saturday that was fun uh thankful for cooler temperatures Mm -hmm. here in the deep south uh over the weekend now that expression you use quote that was fun that was (laughs) canadian sarcasm true (laughs) well or was was it fun there was a lot of work my wife did a lot of work setting it up on friday yeah uh but it was fun because you get to meet a whole bunch of people True. And they bought a whole bunch of stuff. So you have your own little super spreader there. There 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 you go. In your garage, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Every time I hear about a garage sale or what some people call a yard sale, I guess that's the two most commonly used Mm -hmm. terms for uh, Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, I think back, I mean, the the folks who come and buy your stuff. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't matter what time you put in the paper that your yard sale starts. They're getting there at 4.30. Oh, yeah. To your point. In the paper. Five, five six, o'clock. Six o'clock. We oh, said start. You said start at six o'clock. Okay. And the pickup trucks were rounding the corner at 5.30. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> five, five, hey. 5.30, okay. Yeah. So just before sunrise, they're out there. <laughs> yes. They, the, the, those folks want to get there before the others uh, you know, beat first you pick, to it. first pick. Yeah, you, but you we done, had a good time. You done this, Chris? You done this yard sale? I have or? done yard sales. Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I had similar experience. People show up way early, uh, and then they're just sitting out there, kind of like looking at you, waiting <laughs> right. on you to start. You know, right, 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 right. Um, all right. So, can you give us a, a general cash flow from the from the? Was it anywhere from the two hundred to the five hundred range, or did you do better between than that? four and five hundred? Okay. Canadian yeah. or U.S.? That's where it's U.S. Canadian would Canadian be a thousand. <laughs> Two to five. Yeah, if you can make $500, I, it would be worth it. Yeah. It was. As I say, it was a beautiful yeah. day. Yeah, it was. Uh, which helps a whole lot. Yeah. And we had some pieces of furniture and uh, other things that people were interested in buying. So it was good. And it was, I, I love do, meeting people. Hey, do, I, and, yeah, and, that's and it good. was and it was a lot of fun. Do do people? I haven't done one of these in forever. So do, do people? Um, do they try to negotiate a price? Oh yeah, that's part of it. Okay, so you got 
you got your broken down furniture of 30 years on uh-huh. sale for uh-huh. for 160 bucks and they get three pieces and they want to they want to bring you down to 194 yeah that's, that's all built in oh it's all so you price it up just like the car people do yeah right you price it up it's best i can you know, do everybody yeah. knows what's let going me, on let me go talk to my manager let me go talk to my manager did you ask <laughs> so fred when they ask you that did you say, let me go talk <laughs> to my manager well i kind of look over to my wife can you go with this right, that's right. when you go that's when you go to your manager and say <laughs> i'm doing the whole i've got to go talk to my manager thing yeah well my manager said uh we don't normally do this yeah <laughs> Which which I've told the same guy I've told this same line five times in the last hour. Hey, we this, don't we don't normally do this, but for you, sir, this yeah. coffee table only had right. one owner. It was a little old right. lady right. who just went back and forth to church with it. <laughs> All right, uh, so hope everybody had a good weekend. Started college football, so yes, had a full slate of games over the weekend. Some 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 won, some lost. They, some yes. laughed, some cried, and some people thought they were going to lose, but came back and. Right. Historic fashion. So. Yes. All right, Chris, what do you got? Uh, well, I want to bring leading the real news. Yes. Uh, one of the things to bring uh, to the attention of our listeners today is this. A lot of uh, Republican senators are pushing the Biden administration to release details on the Afghanistan withdrawal. We've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 Republican senators, and they're calling on the president to release information by 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow or actually today. On the uh, number of Americans, green card holders, and special immigrant visa applications who remain in Afghanistan, uh, I actually have a little bit of audio here. Uh, this is Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. He was on Fox and Friends today, and he said the Biden administration wants to move on and focus on spending, but we must not forget and move on from Afghanistan. Clip one. I understand the administration wants to turn the page. They want this out of the news. They want to focus on their reckless $3.5 trillion spending bill. But there's a lot of members of Congress who are not going to rest until every American and every legal permanent resident in Afghanistan can get out of Afghanistan. We're working on trying to get people out across the borders or on flights uh, out of Afghanistan and some of the outlying cities. Uh, We are not going to forget our fellow Americans who have been left behind in Afghanistan. And Senator Cotton is exactly right. It's very, very interesting. Uh, President Biden went down to Louisiana, I think it was on Friday. Mm -hmm. And he's heading up to New York and New Jersey yes. today to deal with the impact of Ida, mm-hmm. which, you know, presidents do. They sure. go to those areas. Uh, but he's very anxious to turn the page because he's talking about, here's the impact of climate change, folks. Uh, infrastructure. This is why you have to pass my $1 trillion bill. Uh, what so he seeing? was basically politicizing their suffering. Sure. Yes. Uh, and he was not shy about it. Mm-hmm. He was not. Yeah. Uh, that's what, what he was up to. Was the aid uh, to Louisiana, the federal aid, uh, because of the storm damage? Mm-hmm. Was that was he trying to tie that then to his three point whatever it is trillion dollar? Uh, well, he what he was trying to do is to say, look at the infrastructure, look at the flooding here in Louisiana. If you pass my infrastructure bill, this is the one trillion dollar bill mm-hmm. he's talking about because okay. that hasn't passed yet. Okay. Uh, he says, this is the kind of thing that need you, you need to work on. So he was working in his climate change. He's going to do the same thing when he goes to New York and New Jersey today. Uh, so he is trying and... So th- that sounds like to me, either we either you pass my $1 trillion infrastructure bill, exactly. or you're not going to get any help, people. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it sounded like on your temporary uh, 
suffering because of the uh, hurricane, mm-hmm. Hurricane yes. Ida, which, by the way, did more damage probably or as much in the New York area yeah. than it did in Louisiana. Which, yeah, yes. that's one reason why he's going up there. They had a lot of flooding. Certainly, Pennsylvania had tornadoes. Um, a yeah. lot of places in the mid-Atlantic had some sort of uh, storm damage from yeah. Ida. You know what I can't get over, though? They, you know, Democrats, they try to bring climate change into everything. Sure. Do, do people actually believe? No, they don't. I'll answer your question. Go ahead. <laughs> no, they. you're they exactly right. Uh, there's a new poll out this morning from the AP that's to your point. Democrats try to tell you that if you just spend $3 trillion somehow and you invest in climate change programs that they're putting forward, that somehow you're not going to have these kind of hurricanes anymore. What absolute nonsense. Yeah, we've had hurricanes. We've had hurricanes forever, and we will continue to have hurricanes. Yes. And the the ebb and flow, there'll be hard, there will be really bad ones, and there'll be those that peter out. This is uh, this has been going on as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, when climate change was Al Gore's baby, you remember that? Yes. Before, I don't know where Al Gore went, but that was remember he was uh, global warming. He was, and, and I remember them predicting uh, after Katrina how bad the hurricane season was mm-hmm. going to be every year. And then we then we went like five years without any major hurricane striking the uh, mm-hmm. striking the uh, you know the continental United States and not a word not a word no so they wait these climate change global warming people they try to exploit every storm every wildfire mm-hmm. to say the reason for it is and you can't prove them wrong right mm-hmm. it's very difficult to prove prove what do you say to prove a negative right mm-hmm. so your uh, people are left with the media. And uh, a lot of the politicians saying it's global warming, it's climate change. And, but I, to your point, which was to my point, I think the majority of people in the U.S. at least don't believe these folks anymore. Right. It's so funny you mentioned Al Gore. He used to talk global warming. That was the phrase that was used. Yeah. And you remember they had a big meeting of these uh, climate people and it snowed Mm -hmm. where they were meeting. And that's when they made the change to climate change. Now, we're not calling it global warming anymore. We're calling it climate, climate change. Yeah, they switch from global warming because climate change, <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all inclusive, right? right? That's right. In fact, the other day I was reading where climate change, they were saying they were saying things are going to get colder because the earth's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you see this one? No. Oh, yeah. Well, right. don't forget, too, CBS News, three weeks ago, if it's been that long, uh, CBS News did a story that said uh, climate change contributed to the Taliban's comeback. That's what I'm saying. They throw it in anything. Yeah. Huh? You, the Yankees win, Yankees lose. It's climate change. Well, the Red Sox did have an epic fall. They were, like, doing Well, climate change right there collapsed. in Boston. Huh? <laughs> Your cousin in Boston. They're going to have to change to the Green uh, Sox. It's just, uh, you, know what? you know what? There may be uh, global warming. Going on here, I'm not. I've read read some on this, studied it till I got bored with it. But it's not because uh, it's not man-made. Yeah. And how arrogant to think that if we change public policy, we're going to change the climate right. of the whole globe. And, and basically, you need to change it in America because America, yeah, America is where the global warming is coming from. This is what these lefties want us to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while, China and India get off scot. Greta, what are what is her name? Thornburg. Oh, Greta, yeah. yeah she's, not, she's not over in Beijing, okay, yeah. meeting with uh, the Chinese premier over there going, you got to do something, and shaming them. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not in India. Nope. She's uh, just criticizing the United States, basically. 
as long as Trump was president. Right. Uh, all right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Well, Joe, where am I? Biden is now the president of the United States, as we know. Uh, and joining us to talk about uh, a column that he wrote on on this recently is our good friend, Dr. Frank Turek uh, from Cross Examine Ministries. And uh, we got a column I w- want to recommend to you that Frank has written, and he joins us now to talk about it. Hey, Frank. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Doing doing well. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you being on with us. You wrote a, uh, a, a article, a column, if you will, at op, uh, called the, and the headline is, the only war Biden is willing to fight is his war on reality. Wow. That was, what do you mean by this? Well, anybody that comes out and says an evacuation and a surrender was an extraordinary success when you leave hundreds of Americans behind and thousands of Afghan allies behind, he has a war on reality if he's calling that an extraordinary success. And I just, I I never thought we would see the day when an American president would leave Americans behind when he had the military force there already to rescue them. Mm. I mean, how how does that happen? How does it happen? Is that a rhetorical question? Yeah, well, really. I mean, why would any president do that? Do you think, Frank, it was because he wants to have a big event at 9-11 and saying, look, I've wrapped things up now uh, 20 years later, and look, uh, we've we've ended it all. We've ended our war on terrorism, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So that's worth hundreds of American lives and thousands of Afghan lives? Of course not. I mean, really? Mm. could, could, Could any... I mean, even there was an article that that even pointed out people in the White House are mortified over this. His staff are going, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. And nobody said, we can't do this, Mr. President. There was no nobody in the military brass, not Milley, not Austin. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't. It sounds like to me, of course, we're just conjecture here. Right. But Mm -hmm. based on statements and and things that have come out, evidence that has come out and. uh and actions that we're read, trying to read. I think the military, surely the, surely the top military people like Miley, uh, is it Millie or Miley? Millie, I think. Millie, yeah. uh, who's the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chairman right. of Joint Chairman. Chiefs of Staff, General, mm-hmm. and um, the gentleman who's the uh, Defense Secretary. Austin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Surely they told him, they told the president, what was good, what, what what would likely happen here if they didn't they're derelict in their duties uh, if they didn't know what to mm-hmm. tell him that's dereliction still <laughs> because you're telling me the United States of America we've been over there 20 years we're getting ready to pull out and you don't know what's likely to happen uh and, you know what i'm saying so yeah, I, go ahead so i, I think say, that, i think let me finish this thought yeah. uh, i think that uh they told him, and he said, "I don't care. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We got to pull out. Get started. If it okay, if, and if it fails, it fails. If 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 he said that, then Millie and Austin are derelict for not resigning and going public. Yes, because look, yes. I, when I was in the Navy thirty years ago, we had a Secretary of the Navy by the Navy by the name of James Webb. He later turned out to be the Democrat senator from Virginia. Now Webb was a Vietnam hero." decorated hero and he became the secretary of the navy under reagan 
And when budget cuts prevented him from getting to the 600-ship Navy that he wanted, he resigned in protest. He said, we need this 600-ship Navy. This is at the height of the Soviet Cold War and all this. We need it. And if, if, if I can't get it, I'm going to resign. And he did, okay? Now, Webb did nothing wrong, but he said, I'm resigning in protest because I think this is important. If Austin and Milley and others told the president, we can't leave Americans behind, and he said, we're going to do it anyway, they should have resigned if they had any honor in them at all. And they didn't. This is outrageous. They should be gone. You know, in my day in the Navy, if you were a captain of a ship and you were asleep in your bunk and your ship ran aground, you were relieved of your duty immediately. Yeah. You didn't. You had nothing to do with it. But you're in charge and it went wrong. You're done. And now nobody's resigned. Biden right. should resign. Milley yeah. should resign. Austin should resign. They should all be gone, but they have no honor. No. Mm, you know well. what's... Uh, <laughs> You know what their priority is right now, Frank? Their priority is we must go after the internal threat in this country. Those those white nationalists, those are the real threat. Hey, listen, the head of what head of the FBI has said that the real threat that we need to deal with. The real threat we need to deal with in the the military's priority right now is climate change. Well, that's exactly right, Fred. In fact, I have this in the column. Because I talked about in the column about Webb resigning over the 600-ship Navy. And our goal back then was really twofold, two major things we had to do. We had to make sure that the sea lanes were kept open. And we had to be able to project force ashore. That's what the Navy does for you. You don't need a military base on land somewhere when you got a carrier strike force. Mm. You can pull the ship up off, off the coast and do what you need to do, right? And, and those were the two things, the two major things we had to do. We had to keep the sea lanes open and we had to project force ashore. You know what the Navy's priorities today? I'll read them to you. President Biden's Secretary of the Navy, Carlos del Toro, in his first message to the fleet this past April, now I'm reading from the column, this column's on, uh, on AFA.net, it's, it's, it's up there in the American Family Radio Network uh, website, this past April, here's what he and Secretary of Defense Austin, and here's the quote from the memo, from, this is from the Secretary of the Navy when he first took over in April, he said, we both, me and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Quote, view our most pressing challenges in the United States Navy as the four C's, China, culture, climate, and COVID. Did you get that? Yeah. This is, this is what the United States oh Navy is supposed to be doing. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Now, we understand China, but culture, climate, and COVID? Seriously. Nothing <laughs> about terrorism. No. Nothing about projecting force ashore. Nothing about keeping the sea lanes open. Open, Or is it just that this secretary, Del Toro, couldn't figure out how to alliterate those priorities into his memo? I mean, this is what's going on in the military right now. That they really think that the United States Navy is supposed to be fighting culture, climate, and COVID. Well, this is what happens when the the lefty wokes take over the federal government and uh, at least the the, Mm -hmm. the executive branch of the federal government. Hey, uh, let me tell folks, you can find this column that Frank wrote about this topic. Frank Turek, our guest, is available. You got it posted uh, at our Facebook page, Today's Issues. Today's Issues, our Facebook page, we posted. The, it's an excellent column written by a Navy veteran, Frank Turek, who's on with us right now. And uh, so what he's talking about here, you can go get it and, uh, and uh, read it for yourself. 
Chris, did you want to ask? Uh... Yes, I found this interesting because I have heard different things from Millie, and that's always kind of been a mystery to me these past couple of weeks. Um, I've got a bit of audio here. Steve, cut this for us. This is Fox reporter Jennifer Griffin asking Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley if the U.S. is safer after the Afghan withdrawal. Milley's answer is a roundabout no. Clip two. Is the U.S. safer today since the U.S. has withdrawn from Afghanistan? I personally think that my military estimate is, is that the conditions are uh, likely to develop uh, of a civil war. I, do, I don't know if the Taliban is going to be able to consolidate power and establish governance. They may be, maybe not. Uh, but I think there's at least a, a very good probability uh, of a broader civil war. And that will then in turn lead to conditions that could, in fact, lead to a reconstitution of al-Qaeda or a growth of ISIS or other myriad of terrorist groups. The conditions are very likely, in my opinion, that, and I've testified this and I've said it in public, uh, that you could see a resurgence of terrorism coming out of that general region within 12, 24, 36 months. Now, that same man has also made statements defending the exit plan and the actions of the president, which leads me to believe is Biden, what advice Biden is Biden getting, and is he even listening to the people giving him advice? Frank? Well, I don't even know, tragically, I mean, Biden got to pray for that guy because he's not all there. I mean, he's just, he, he's, he's hanging on by a thread. I mean, he's, he's obviously in cognitive decline mm-hmm. and, um, he, you know, people have <laughs> talked about the 25th amendment for Trump of all people <laughs> about mm-hmm. the 25th amendment Several for, times. for Biden. Uh, and tragically the, the person waiting in the, in the wings is, is hiding under her desk right now. And, and she's got no gravitas to be the president of the United States either. But, you know, we get what we deserve. Uh, you, you know whose fault all this is? Don't, don't it's say the that. church. Don't say that. It's the church. Why? Because the church has not been engaged in the culture in the past hundred years. We went in. So it's we a hundred year. It's a hundred year fault of us. It is. Frank did a whole show on that this weekend. Yeah. C.S. Lewis. Listen, and all. before people email me and text me and write me say quit disagreeing with Frank, I I agree with Frank in a large to a large extent, but I don't believe the whole fault. Of the well, court. no, I, it, I mean, is, 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 I think secularism and, uh, and, uh, our education system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of the blame can go to Satan, <laughs> but right, right. But, but we yeah, seeded okay. that ground. We seeded education to John Dewey in the 1930s. Yeah. We seeded, uh, media. We seeded, uh, politics. We seeded all these things to people who don't know God. And when you take the godly influence out, these things go godless. Yes, but it's not the fault of the people in the choir for 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 the people who aren't in church. Right, but I'm I'm saying if the church had been more spiritually and politically engaged, yes, it, yes, it, throughout like Don, the past like hundred Don, years, you sound like Don Wildman. Who is that Don Wildman guy was brilliant and still is. No, that's exactly what my dad, that, that's Don Wildman, my dad. Mm-hmm. That's what, what what he was preaching and saying, exactly what you're saying, Frank, except it was 30, 30, yeah. 30, well, he 40, was right. 30 40 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. All right, uh, Frank, what's your website and what's there? Crossexamine.org, crossexamine with a D on the end of it, D on the end of it, dot org. And this week on the American Family Radio Network at 
what is it, 9 Central and 10 yes, Eastern. We're going to yes. have the great Stephen C. Meyer on to talk about evolution and intelligent design. So tune in for that. All right. Thanks for the guilt trip. Appreciate <laughs> God it, God bless you all. <laughs> yes, you have a have good a day. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. As followers of Christ, we are on mission. We're to share that gospel with people we come in contact with. Pastor Bert Harper. Bert Harper. That's what God wants to do. He wants to use you for his glory as a faithful servant. So when you come before him, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Exploring Missions, Saturday afternoons at 2.30 Central and Sundays at 1 on American Family Radio. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us. And they said, after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. As you plan your summer college visits, add Liberty University to the list. With many visiting options to choose from, you're sure to find the right one to fit your schedule. Spend a few hours exploring campus with our student-led team at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience LU, or take your next steps towards becoming a student at Decide LU. Learn more and register today by texting VISIT to 49596. Again, that's VISIT to 49596. See you this summer. The Bible teaches us we are all made in the image of God, and the Catholic School of Michigan says that's why they are opposed to the state's mask mandate. The Resurrection School in Lansing filed a federal lawsuit claiming the mask mandate violates religious liberty by covering up God's image. The school argued masks also make students less social, and they make it harder for children to breathe. That was one of the arguments made by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He rejected mandatory masks in public schools saying kids need to breathe. Resurrection School says man-made masks shield our humanity and cover up God's image. I like the way these guys think. Facial nudity. It's your God-given right, America. My new book, now the number one Christian inspirational book in the nation, Our Daily Biscuit. You can order a copy now at your favorite bookstore or at toddstarns.com. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope, and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. So, uh, Frank's column, Dr. Frank Turk, who was on with us a few minutes ago, you need to read this. And we posted it at our Today's Issues Facebook page. Just go there and you can click on there. It's also on The Stand, This Stand, which is a website for American Family Association. The Stand, AFA. Uh, again, we want to welcome our new listeners in the Chattanooga area, mm-hmm. 105.1 FM. We have uh, just went on the air last week. So if you have friends or family who live in the Chattanooga area, they can get American Family Radio now at 105.1 FM there. I'm Tim Wildman with uh, Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward, and we thank you for listening to AFR. If you want to send us an email, go to this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Well, uh, most Tuesdays after Frank's on, uh, Sandy's on with us, Sandy Rios. She is the... Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association, and she's also host of Sandy Rios in the Morning, heard each weekday at 7 a.m. Central Time right here on this AFR station. Sandy, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. I heard how you so politely said most Tuesdays. That was very kind of you. Well, that's okay. Hey, most Tuesdays. You're, busy. You're a busy lady. I know. Ah, I'm also very forgetful. I have a combination of those things. I missed. I felt so badly that I missed last week. uh, No, it's okay. That's okay. You've forgiven Uh, me already. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, uh, Sandy, what's you? You sent me a uh, clip last night. Uh, uh, Fred may have got it too. I know that I Mm -hmm. I saw it. It was a clip which we're about to play. By the way, I'm talking about from Australia. Yes. Uh, Sandy, before we're going to play the clip that you sent, Sandy, to us, because I want people to hear this for themselves. But uh, tell us what's going on down under. Can you set this up maybe for people who haven't been following the story there? Uh, well, uh, Australia and I, most of the British, what used to be British colonies, I say Australia, New Zealand, South Wales, Canada, uh, Canada, yeah. uh, they, are, they are adapting these draconian measures in uh, COVID, like um, they're arresting people for just, uh, there was a couple in Australia in a park and they were arrested for just being outside. Um, and we are hearing their leaders say the most, I don't know, just wicked things. And you're going to hear the premier of one of the provinces mm-hmm. of Australia in this particular clip, a kind of this a veiled threat. It's just not even out of concern. It's so overtly authoritarian. So that's what this is. Okay. So Chris, who is this? Yes, this is Premier Daniel Andrews of Victoria that's in southern Australia saying that soon only vaccinated people will be able to participate in the economy. Okay. He, just for FYI, this fellow we're about to hear is akin to a governor of a state. Yes. yes. In, uh, okay. So, and he's commenting on how life is about to change mm-hmm. for the citizens of his uh, province. Correct. Right, in uh and keep in mind, uh, Australia is 25 million people, mm-hmm. pretty big place. Now, not not compared to the United States, it's not, but uh, for uh, probably about average size of a country, 25 million people. This is a province, and this is what this gentleman had to say to the people who live where live under his uh, his uh, domain, so to speak. From a situation where 
to protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake, and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up, it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy and you get to participate that you get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Uh, he went on to say some more right there. That's uh now that's in Australia. That's not in the US. I don't know if that sentiment is being expressed yes. in Canada by yeah. their governors. There's an election campaign going on in Canada right now. Prime Minister Trudeau is uh campaigning. He believes he does is doing a great job on the pandemic shutdown. Is he this draconian? Is this guy here? This guy says basically we're going to not shut- as not as far, but vaccination passports are being talked about in Canada. Uh, that you're only going to be wor- able to work at a hospital if you've been vaccinated. Those kinds of restrictions being put in place. But I'll tell you what's happening in Canada. I'm not sure if I haven't seen this side of the story down in Australia, but in Canada. And uh, Sandy, you would appreciate this because uh, your son used to pastor in Vancouver, a very liberal city. There were 10,000 protesters out against Trudeau the other day in Vancouver saying enough is enough. Vancouver is Canada, San Francisco. So just put that in in your mind. Oh, that's amazing. 10,000 people on the street saying we're not going to do this anymore. No masks on. We're fed up. With this nonsense. Plus, this this premier in, in Australia, he ain't following the science, folks. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's not following the science. But the, he was threatening his own citizens mm-hmm. who aren't getting a uh, a shot with canceling their life. Yes. You, you might as well move out of here because you're not going to be able to participate. Correct. And he was just saying he was the way he talked about it so emphatically and so so uh, uh, confidently. Uh, it sounded like a dictator, but maybe he's elected. I'm, I'm think he's elected, but uh, wow! But uh, you were warning, Sandy. You were saying this is scary because we don't need this kind of thinking to come to America. The thinking already is here, but we have our constitution that gets in the way of a lot of what these lefties want to do as far as dictatorial right. uh, statutes and so forth. Well, I think one thing that occurred to me again this morning is that yes, he's enjoying his he's enjoying this. You can see yeah. when you watch his face that he's he's getting he's you know, he's liking this. This authority that he has. And I would just want to mention another fact here. A prime minister of New Zealand is Yacinda Arden Ardern and she's she's a real lefty too. They shut down their uh, country or their island over one one delta case. One. And they just had their first death in 6 months for COVID. And so people are crazy. But these, like the governors we have in our state, like whether it's Cuomo or the governor in Washington state, they love, they seem to love this. And I think it reminds me. Yeah, Michigan also. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just, this is kind of exciting to them. And it reminded me, I know that the comparison to Nazis is not popular, nor is it suggested, but this did go through my mind because I read this book uh, by by uh, one of the uh, oh prisoners, a famous Jewish writer whose name doesn't come to my mind in this moment. But uh, he was just talking about, you ask yourself, uh, what kind of people are in these prison camps? 
what kinds of people are doing the torture and rounding people up and watching our people starve? Is it, you know, some special breed of monster, some special breed of wickedness? No, it's like the butcher that you served you meat in the local grocery store. It's the, it's the public worker. It's the, uh, it's the school teacher. It's the, and he just talked about, no, the frightening thing about what this kind of power does to people, power over other people, is it turns them into monsters. It can. And you have no idea who it is. It could be just your neighbor. It could be, you know, your uh, fill in the blank. It could be a cab driver. It could be anyone. It could be a pastor. Uh, but they enjoy this kind of power. And you see that. You see that with Cuomo. I just think about how he enjoyed his press conferences and how he enjoyed, you're not going to be able to, you know, get out if you don't. It, this same kind right. of thing. Yeah. I want to ask you this. Uh, by the way, talking to Sandy Rios here, I'm Tim with Fred and Chris uh, playing that clip there from that uh, – What's his proper title, uh, That is Premier Daniel Andrews of Victoria. Okay. He probably enjoys being called Premier, too. I'm sure they uh, say Premier. But, pre- he, but, but he's, uh, he's akin to a governor in, uh, in the States uh, down in Australia. Uh, you know what he, he also is talking about there, which I didn't hear the before, the before or after, but I doubt it very seriously he was challenged uh, on this. And that is the that is what I'm about to say. He's saying we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Is that what he said? Yeah, I've okay. heard that phrase before. Okay, okay. I would, if you were able to ask him a question, I would say, A, are you saying that the vaccinated don't spread the virus? Yes, and that flies in the face of what what? the CDC has said. Even the CDC has said if you were fully vaccinated to maximize protection from the Delta variant and prevent possibly spreading it to others, you should still wear a mask indoors in public if you're in an area. Okay, then if this fellow wants to be consistent, Mm -hmm. all right, he needs to say we have a pandemic both of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated because guess what? They both spread the virus equally. Correct. So that... Nobody's going to be able to participate in our, our society. We're shutting it down altogether, completely. He's not saying that. You notice what he's doing here. He's trying to, pin, trying to pinpoint the, quote, unvaccinated. Unvaccinated, quote, I guess you're either vaccinated or you're not. There's no need for quotations there from me. But the point is that you can spread, you can, you can get the, the virus, and you can spread the virus with the vaccine. So my question, Sandy, would be, it, first of all, it doesn't sound like to me uh, he was challenged on that issue. Why are the people who are talking about the unvaccinated not saying what I just said, that uh, that you can spread the disease, the, uh, the virus uh, yes. vaccinated? Why are they not talking about they, that? Well, you know why. They, they want everyone to get the vaccination, Tim. That's what's so frightening. They're attacking all the treatments that are effective. By the way, I just want to commend to everyone myfreedoctor.com. I just talked to the founder. It's going to air on Friday. Uh, And they are giving this uh, COVID protocol to people that are seriously ill or not so seriously ill. And they have a 99.9% cure rate for people that have COVID. And this is not the shot. This is treatment. So it's a lie that there's no treatment. It's a lie. What website is that? At myfreedoctor.com. It's a new new in this way. And uh, it doesn't. You don't have to use your insurance. It doesn't cost you anything. They ask for a donation if you're pleased with the 
with what you get. But I'm just saying, 99.9%, there, there is treatment. Now, also, they so they're saying there's no treatment because they want you to get to the vaccination. And then they're telling us that it's the unvaccinated. This is one more threat to make us get the vaccination. We're the ones causing all the trouble. But I would point out the fact that, and we've discussed this before, I'm sure, Israel is the most thoroughly vaccinated country in the world. They mandated vaccines. Almost 100% have been vaccinated. They have a terrible outbreak of COVID right now. Right. In fact, so much so that Sweden is banning travel for Israelis to Sweden. And so is Portugal. Uh, because uh, because these vaccinated the people vaccines, are spreading. The vaccines, and I'm, we're not, I'm not for them or against them, okay? People do their own homework. You're just trying to give the information that people People can do their own homework, their own research. And decide for themselves mm -hmm. whether they want to get the vaccine. So that's this is not pro or I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Uh, so we're not here. Uh, but what 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 you the reason we're bringing this up is you often almost often and almost always get one side of the story here. And so for this gentleman in Australia to be suggesting he's not suggesting he's saying we're about to lock down. Our province, and guess what? If you don't have the vaccine, you're not going to be able to go anywhere, buy anything, see anybody. You're shut out of life. And what he doesn't say is that the vaccinated people are also spreading the virus, like in Israel, like in the United States, that the vaccine, the vaccine, if you believe the best about the vaccines, then it prevents you. Uh, it prevents you from suffering the most extreme consequences of COVID, uh, in it, because you had the vaccine. But it, but it neither stops you from getting it or stops you from spreading it. Another part of this that he didn't mention, uh, that of course I didn't hear the whole thing. So, but I doubt knowing where he's coming from that he mentioned what I'm about to say. That is Sandy. These folks also rarely, if, if at all, talk about the people who have natural antibodies. Mm -hmm. No. So you don't, so he, if he's fair to me, this fellow here, mm -hmm. he would say, you know what? Uh, we're also uh, going to include in this people who have a natural antibodies. So if you've had the vaccine vaccination and you have, and, or you have natural antibodies, you will be able to participate now, I don't agree with what he's trying to do anyway, but I'm just saying if he wanted to be fair about the whole thing, which he would include natural antibodies, wouldn't he, wouldn't he Sandy? Because the whole idea is to prevent the disease from, from uh, well, because go ahead. Because the, the premise is that they care about us, but it's a total lie. Yeah. Uh, it's a total lie. And I, I, I want to point out. Why are the they lying, though? Why would they lie? Oh, gosh, Tim, because uh, there's a ton of money to be made from vaccines. Uh oh And so you've got a ton of money being made. You also have this theory that people are not going to do well who've been vaccinated. And that the number of deaths, I think there's at least 20,000 on the VARs from the vaccine. And I heard yesterday, and I can't confirm this, but I heard yesterday that in a separate count, uh, Medicare and Medicaid, are uh, they're recording uh, 45,000 deaths through their reporting system from after the the uh, shot after the shot. Now I can't. Uh, I heard that from a doctor in a lecture, so I can, I haven't had a chance to confirm that. But someone can look that up. Yeah. Uh, so we have inordinate numbers of people that are dying. We've never had people die from a vaccine at this rate. Uh, there have been more people uh, dying of this shot than of any people in this in recorded history 
taking other all the vaccines combined that have been given in this country. Now, where are you You'd getting never, where, where are you getting that info? Oh, I've read it in more than one place. I can't tell you right now, but I bet if you Google it, uh, well, maybe not. I I don't remember my source on okay. that, but I've heard it more than once. I mean, so okay, I, I think it's pretty pretty ready readily found. Uh, but I want to say uh, that this is so dangerous. I Tim, I just heard from I've heard from two. I'll just mention two. Uh, one mother wrote me, and she has a son who's been with the same pediatrician since he was a baby. A lot of us could say that. I remember that was true with my son. And he's like 14 now, and the pediatrician has sent a letter saying he can no longer be, he's being released, he will no, no longer be served by that doctor because he won't be vaccinated. Yeah, he's we had a, a doctor kid. yesterday in uh, Florida, Florida that was making headlines. She's yes. saying starting next week she's not going to see people in person that are not vaccinated. Yeah. Well, there, there's another lady who is uh, receives life-saving treatments like once a month, I think it is. She has to drive quite a long distance, and she has yeah. several children. And uh, the doctors are saying she cannot, she can't be treated in that hospital anymore because she won't get the vaccine, and she won't get it. She's not medically able. She's got conditions that make it really dangerous for her. So th- this is this is real-world consequences, and that's well, why. I want to let me say again, myfreedoctor.com. Now I've talked about frontline doctors a lot, and I have I think the world of them, but I know for a fact that they are having technical problems right now, and for the last few months have not been able to follow through. Maybe there are exceptions, but a lot of people are not getting the care that they need, and they need it now. So I that, that's why I started researching, and I the, you know Dr. Peter McCullough, you guys have oh seen yeah him? we've yes. had him on yeah. yeah. Well, he's affiliated. This is a group he's affiliated with, myfreedoctor.com. So, okay. I uh, just, uh, I want people are really desperate, and I want to make sure that they hear this. They can get free care, and if they have the money, give them a donation, but they will help you get the medication you need. And they have a 99.9% uh, re- um, recovery rate with people that have COVID. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sandy. We appreciate yeah. it very much. Uh, You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. Good to talk to you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care, Bye. Sandy. I, I just think there's, you mentioned something a few moments ago that's really important, Tim, that we have a constitution in this country. But I believe the thinking of this premier down in Victoria, Australia, is within the administration, the yes, federal, the oh federal sure. government of this country, where they can. And for an example, what I'm talking about is the military. Where they can, right. they are forcing people to get vaccinated. They are talking now about federal employees. They're talking about people who contract with the federal government, that you're going to have to have a mandatory vaccination. It is about control. They're not following the science. This is, this is a practice, whether Satan's behind it all, this is a practice to get uh, the government so much control over your life that you will do anything, and fear is the catalyst here. They're using fear as a catalyst to get their way. On, on a virus that has a 99.9 um, yeah. recovery rate, I believe. Uh, you'd have to look that up. to see. It's 99 point something. It's very yes. high. And that's one of the things that you don't hear about in the, in the news coverage of this. Oftentimes, a news coverage, a news report, whether it's a, a national news report or something on your local television station, they're going to lead off with the number of new people that have tested positive or the yeah. number of people in the hospital. What they don't include in their news reports, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with reporting how many people have tested positive. People need to know that information. People also deserve to know that there are people that have recovered 
there are people that have not died and that there are other options out there, which is why you do see some of these people um, that go on social media that share different uh, alternatives and therapies because oftentimes the only thing we hear in a mainstream news report is that you have to be vaccinated. Yeah, And I'll uh, keep saying again, yeah. you've got to look at the whole numbers. You know, let's let's say you live in a state and your local newspaper says, you know, in this state, 1,100 people were admitted to hospital last week. Well, let's say it's a state of 3 million people. So right. 1,100 out right. of a state of 3 million people were admitted. You've got to look at the whole numbers. Really, really be, beware of these percentages that are thrown out there because the percentages mean nothing. Right. You've got to look at the whole population. But but uh, I'll ask the question again of you two fellows. I asked of Sandy, and she, she, she answered it. But uh, I, I know it sounds like a broken record. And I do know, uh, I have been told the answer to my own question before people say, you don't know that? Well, you're naive. <laughs> but I still got to ask it out loud. Why don't you think these same people, these healthcare professionals, these scientists, the CDC, maybe the CDC, they, they did say something last week about this, but the Dr. Fauci's, for example, when they're talking about the whole spectrum of the COVID issue in America, about which we're going through this variant right now. Uh, why don't, when they talk about getting the vaccine, why don't they acknowledge that getting the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting the virus or spreading the virus? Because they want to blame just the people who are unvaccinated for the spread of the virus. And I would say that seems to me discriminate, uh, unwarranted discrimination against people who don't have the vaccine. If you're going to say we're talking about people spreading the virus, the unvaccinated and the vaccinated both spread the virus. Why, why don't you think this is discussed? Well, it just goes to, to the narrative of what I was mentioned a few moments ago. I, I, I think there is a, there is a thinking out there that this is a way to give the government more control over your life. And these exceptions that you just mentioned don't fit the narrative that they want to put out there. Our president has gone, has held news conferences stating this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated yes. over and yes. over and over again. He is not telling the truth. Well, what, what he, what, what that narrative you're talking about, here's what it leads to. And now we have constitutional protections here in America that they don't have in other countries, even Western countries like mm -hmm. Canada or Australia, for example. Thank God we have constitutional protections, and we have half the country who's paying attention to the, this and care. But uh, what what this leads to, what what the narrative leads to, is persecution. Yes, uh, of people who won't get the shot. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is uh, that I mean that's where this that's where this ultimately can lead to you, you if you imagine if some of these far left governors were able to get their way they would be doing precisely what this fellow down in australia is doing yeah, yes and that's basically saying you don't get a vaccination you might as well stay in your house and hope somebody brings you food because you can't right. go out and you can't participate in society at all yeah uh, and, and listen uh, a lot of a lot of the people saying vaccine of uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated a lot of those people are liberal uh politicians but i know at least one republican governor that has also said that as well 
So pay attention to what your government officials are saying um, and really listen to those uh, press conferences as dry as they sometimes I, can I be. would raise my hand and say, am I, am I considered vaccinated, uh, Governor? Why, why would you say that? Because I've had COVID. I have antibodies. Someone yeah. got a test. Am I included in that number of vaccinated? No, you're not. Why not? Because you didn't get a shot. Well, I have that natural antibodies. Yeah. I don't care. You got <laughs> this. This is what yeah. it sounds like. We gotta. Yeah. We gotta do here. Um, by the way, you're gonna have to have a booster. Sh- the president, uh, the, the president that Biden and his administration, they're at odds now mm-hmm. with, ironically, the CDC and the FDA, mm-hmm. uh, who are saying, "Hold on, we're not ready to give uh, our recommendation for booster shots yet," and the Biden administration is saying. We are. We're going to do it, yeah. Uh, have you seen this? Oh, yes. Yeah, we covered this story last week. Well, Those two FDA officials uh, quit. Mm-hmm. Right. They quit. Why? Uh, because because the Biden administration, we're pushing this too fast. Why do you think they're pushing them. it so fast, Biden administration? Well, it, it's they're worried be- about. Because it's their narrative that it's the vaccination that's going to save the yeah. country. That's where, that's where they are. Well, I'm not even sure they believe that. But that's what well, these are is. the same people that less than a year ago wanted to tell you that there was no way they were going to get the Trump vaccine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get in there and you got to get the vaccine or else. Yes. Yeah. Prior to the uh, prior to the presidential election, you're right. The Democrats. Kamala Harris. Perfect. Example. The Democrats were very uh, suspicious of the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, and, or even even Kamala Harris says, as long as President Trump has anything to do with it, I'm not getting it. And then she got it before Biden did. Right. As if President Trump was in the basement with a white <laughs> coat on, doing lab work on Cocking vaccinations. Pulling, pouring kefefe into, you know, some beaker. Anyway, again, I'm not taking a position for or against vaccines. The ones that are out to do your own study, do your own research. All I'm saying is, if you're going to Promote vaccines, mm-hmm. which is, if you believe in that, go for it. But at least be fair and and mention the whole story, not just one aspect That's right. of, of the uh, pro-vaccination argument. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.